It's time for a Shway Media Podcast. What is going on, my fellow Shwok Lords of the Shweg Nation? What is up? Welcome back to this episode of the Schwegcast. Like always, I am your host, Sam Schwegler, or as my friends, as you are now, like to call me Schweezy. Welcome back. We're at it again with another hot, 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 hot episode of the Schwegcast. Now on this episode of the Schwegcast today, I have my good friend and one of my favorite people of all time, Melissa Green. Melissa is uh, one of my absolute favorite people, if I have not already said that before, she runs the great community Imaginarium, and she's also has a cool past. She was in the band Avalon, and she was also a pastor for a while, so she has a lot of interesting things to say about, you know, being in the music industry, the Christian music industry, to be more specific, and, you know, more about, like, the pastor church life, and so that is really cool, and that is something awesome that we get to talk about later on in this episode, but one thing is for real, though, this is our 50th episode of the Shredcast, and that's why I believe I needed Melissa Green on this show to talk about that in detail with me. We also talk about Chris Gaines, and um, she also goes through and we dissect a breakup text that I get from a female, yes, an actual human female, and we diagnose that and see what is going on with that specifically, and so that's really cool. But since this is our 50th Schwedcast, a lot of things going on. One thing I want to say is that um, it's been a long journey. Um, it hasn't been a bad journey. Um, we Most episodes have been pretty smooth. Uh, we got picked up by Shway Media, which I absolutely love, and they just make the show so much easier. And so this has been a big, big enough of a smooth sailing in regards to actually making the content. There's a lot more of the business sides of it that I'd, we still need to work on, but it has been a fun, fun, fun journey. What a long, strange trip it's been been in Eric Foreman's basement, as I like to say in the meantime. But uh, yeah, I, I think over 50 episodes, I finally learned how to talk to people, not about anything important or any good subjects at all, but I do believe that it is great. And so, and also I want to, I want to give a moment to talk about my good friend, Micah Chrisman. Now, Micah is just such a good friend to me. He's always saying encouraging words to me and always just being the best person ever. And he's just someone who would never say anything mean to me ever. And I absolutely love that. And he, he's starting to write full time and I'm excited. I'm kind of motivating him along his journey, but I'm super proud of him. And, you know, I, he's such a good friend. I'm just happy. I have one constant person in my life who would never say anything mean to me at all. But speaking of friends who would never say anything mean to me, I I got a bucket of tapes sent over for our 50th episode by the network. And so I haven't listened to any of these. So I'm going to put them in my tape player and we're going to listen to them together. And we're going to listen to what I've been told is people talking about what the Schwedcast, close friends of mine, have been saying about the Schwedcast for up to 50 episodes now. So um, let's sit back. I want to listen to these together. And this is my first time listening to it too as well. And so let's, let's begin that. Hi, this is Josh Casey. I'm from episode 42. And I am, according to Sam, his spiritual mentor. You know, he he told me to to tell you all the things that I like about him. But the fact is, is I just there's really nothing to like about him. He's a very very unlikable person, and obviously has a has bad judgment if they find his spiritual mentor. Um, you know, the I just I find his opinions to be to be rather rather vapid. I find you know his his thoughts on pop culture to really be uninformed. In fact, I I, I really 
there's not anyone with a worse meme game and and pop culture knowledge than Sam. In fact, I just, I, I probably know more than him, um, which is saying a lot because I'm I'm a old dad who really is kind of a boring person when you think about it. So, you know, I just, if if you're listening to this, um, I'm sorry. If I could pay you somehow or re- remunerate your your mental expenses for having participated in this this podcast, I, I would. Alas, I cannot because as Sam's spiritual mentor, I have have been fired from more than one church. So um, I'm actually driving right now to go fix Starbucks espresso machines, like all good um, former pastors do. So, so yeah, um, you should you should probably stop listening to this now and uh, find something else to do with your time. Well, that was incredibly mean. Let's listen to this next one from uh, Tim. He'll say nice things. Hi, this is Tim, owner of Shway Media Podcast Network. You might remember me from such shows as The Schwegcast, where I rant about music and music business, and sometimes Smash Mouth. Or shows like America, the podcast, with host Thebadias A. Stard, embodiment and only hope for America. Or bands we love to hate, also with Sam Schwegler. Did I mention that this is about Sam Schwegler? I understand that Sam Schwegler is now on his 50th episode of The Schwegcast with host Sam Schwegler. Sam Schwegler's show, The Schwegcast, was the third show on what was once called, mistakenly, Waffle Button Media, now Schway Media. You know, that thing I said that I own. Why did I sign Sam's show? to the Shway Media, Waffle Butt Media, Podcast Network thingamabob? I honestly have no idea. Maybe it was desperation. Maybe it was because I like Sam, kind of. I mean, he stole one of my songs without telling me and recorded it, but then asked me later, so it's it's like all, all cool and shit. Cause you know, I make like 90% of any royalties off that song. His show's about songwriting and it's pretty cool it's long as fuck though right like right you are all sitting there going yeah it shows like long as fuck do i listen to sam's show only when i'm on it i mean when it really boils down to it his show's really only like what maybe 40 percent about songwriting 20 percent about pornography and like I know this is mathematically impossible, but still within all of that, 90% of him talking about how Marilyn Manson removed two of his ribs to suck his own penis. I just, it's not true. It's just, it's not, it didn't happen. Why do you focus on that, Samuel? Also, I feel like I should mention that we have a new show coming out around, I don't know, fall called Space Adventure. Sam's not a part of it, but I feel like I should take this time to plug that show in the middle of his show. Now, back to Sam. Sam drinks shitty Pinot Grigio out of a bottle, like straight out of the bottle, but still writes better music than I do somehow. So, um, what else? Hey, uh, hello, can I, can I get on this? Oh, uh, God. Fuck, not Maybe. him. Sam, here's Thebe Starred from America the Podcast. Hello, Samuel? Samuel, can you hear me? 
Can you, can, Samuel, can you hear me? He can't hear you, man. He's like, this is a recording. Ah, yes, okay. Samuel, do not listen to anything he says. I do not care what Tim says. He, he is wrong. Just completely wrong. You are a good person, and whatever he says today, I will not let him cancel your show. Even though he was planning on telling you he was going to cancel your show after episode 50, I refuse to let that happen and will do everything in my power, even if it means tying him to a radiator once again, your show will live on. I wasn't going to cancel his show. You said you were. I... <sighs> and furthermore, as you are probably aware, he is trying to purchase you as a human being, but I will not let him do that. He cannot and will not own you as a person. I said I was going to hire him as a contractor. That's not what you told me. You said purchase and slave. I said no, sir. you said slave. I did not. Anyways, Sam, you're a good person. Congratulations on 50 episodes of... What did you say? Marilyn Manson's penis? Is that a, pod a podcast dedicated to Marilyn Manson's penis? Are you hiring any podcast now, Timothy? <sighs> yes. Yes, I am. Happy 50th, Sam. Goodbye. Okay, so that was also mean. Um, thank you, Tim and Brian, I guess. But, uh, oh, look, this one's from my dad. I bet he'll say some nice things. Hey, I'm, I'm Sam's dad, and I've been on two Christmas specials, and, and I, my name has been brought up in vain several times in many of his podcasts over the, over the years. And so, you know, I just wanted to get on and, and you know, kind of talk a little bit about Sam and, uh, you know, <clears throat> and things that he says on the, the podcast, which really are really exaggerated. Um, exaggeration may not be even the proper word. Uh, you know, his, his complaints about, uh, Kansas growing up in that for like the first 12 years. And then after that, uh, growing up in Missouri for 10 years and so on. So he has a tendency to exaggerate things. He also has exaggerated things with, about his mother and me that he says and everything. So, you know, um, you know, I think the podcasts are great, except for those little comments that he makes here and there and everything. But, you know, uh, Sam was a second child. He felt like he was, you know, uh, his brother got everything. His brother, his brother got the present. He got the empty box. You know that went on quite a bit in his, in his in, you know, in his uh, lectures to us about how bad of a parents we were. So I just you know I just want to bring that up. But I I really like the podcast except for those little tidbits of, of information that he throws out that are very inaccurate. And um, well, you know that's about all I have to say right now. But uh, hey, I hope you all keep listening to the podcast. I think they're great and. Uh, if you hear anything about Sam's mom or dad, just uh, just admit that it's, it's totally false. Thank you very much. Bye. Okay, so none of these have been good so far. Um, oh, look, this one's from Micah. You know, like I just said before, you know, Micah is such a good friend, and he always says nice, encouraging things to me, and he always just makes me feel good as a person. So let's listen to Micah's tape. I bet this one's really good. Hi, this is Micah Chrisman. I'm on episode 34. I fucking hate Sam Schwegler. okay? I really do love him as a friend, 
but as a you know podcast show host, he's the worst. He calls me and t- demands an episode basically whenever he comes into fucking town. And then on top of that, he always drags my name through the mud. He like takes every little story about drinking and expounds it by 10 times, makes every detail worse. And then on top of that, he decided to give me the nickname Big Guy. Now, as a fat person, I can, you know, try to overlook that. But naturally, because he calls me Big Guy, I have to assume he's calling me fat. But he tries to make it this kind of nebulous, you know, name, you know, kind of description to be like, oh, no, you're just Big Guy. And it's like, no, that's rude. And that's really, you know, harsh. And I just basically want to wrote Sam Schrager and let him know that he's not as cool as he thinks it is. His show's not as cool as he thinks it is. And on top of that, I do his show because, you know, I want to be able to talk to people about important things, but not about my weight or about other bullshit. And on top of this, Sam Schwegler, you know, only uses his friends for, like, his early episodes, right, to, like, quote, build a fan base. So I'm basically the building blocks to his fucking, you know, shambles of an empire. And then on top of that, he says, oh, your show you really, like, you know, thrived on was episode 34. And I'm like, hey, you know, I that's great. But, you know, I'm so glad I could just be, you know, the building blocks to all the quote great shows you were able to do in between so from episode three to episode 34 you're telling me you had better people better hosts or better you know guests on your show like he's literally the worst person he just uses his friends to be able to build up his own like experience and you know reputation so sam schwagler thanks for being the worst okay so none of these have been good um I why would they send me a tape of people my friends just hating on me? Who is this from? The network? Let me see this bucket. To Sam, congratulations on fifty episode. Lub Thebadias eight star. Why'd you say lub? Do you spell love wrong? Thebadias, the bastard. Okay. So yep, yeah, um, I don't know why we're going to keep this on the episode. Um, but anyways, thank you, I guess, friends, for wishing me a happy 50th, um, even though you're the worst. So um, let's get on to the sponsors for today's show, and then I want to get into my interview with Melissa, since my feelings are hurt. Uh, this episode is proudly sponsored by DistroKid. Get your music out to multiple online retailers, and that saves you the hassle using DistroKid as that method to get it. Are you an artist uh, who's writing original songs or wants to release a cover out and put it on Spotify and iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, et cetera, et cetera? Well, DistroKid is that goal that is that product that you need to use i use DistroKid for my music i'm releasing new music soon exclusively thank you to all my listeners and DistroKid is what i'm using it for uh, all my music is exclusively through DistroKid, and i absolutely love them the great customer service so you get unlimited uploads you can update as many singles or many albums as you want to in a year and you just pay um that was it 19 dollars a month or something like that $20 a month. It's awesome. And using DistroKid is just, it saves me so much hassle. It used to be you had to pay so much money just to put one song 
on YouTube and you only had to do it once. You had to renew that every year, each song every year. Now you get unlimited uploads and all your whole music library can get uploaded to every music online retailer. And you only have to pay that one time yearly fee. And it is incredibly awesome. I love DistroKid and everything they do. The link will be in the description of this episode to sign up. And using the link in the description, that link is distrokid.com slash VIP slash Schwedcast. You get 7% off your first year of DistroKid. And it's absolutely great. So all the original artists out there looking for a place to put out your music, use DistroKid. It's a phenomenal product and it's even one I use. Another product I use that's also sponsored for today's episode is Honey. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in the description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo codes, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it at all using microtransactions. Now, I use Honey. I've been using it way before they even sponsored the show, even way before people even knew what Honey was. And it's phenomenal. I've saved hundreds of dollars on pizza, hundreds of dollars on clothing, hundreds of dollars on even audio equipment as well. And basically, you just have to do nothing and it's absolutely free. So if you use the link in the description of this episode, you can once go ahead and support this show by literally doing absolutely nothing but downloading a browser extension and it saves you money at the same time. There really is nothing to lose with Honey. So go to the link of this episode and go ahead and try it out. Honey is amazing along with DistroKid. Now, let's get on to our episode with Melissa Green, my 50th episode, what I'm very happy about. And like Garth says, if this is truly a conversation... Then I say let the conversation begin. for 50 <laughs> actually number two after garth brooks oh uh, fair but like it feels good to be it's a second fair. to garth I, i'll take it it's like a mr yearwood number two <laughs> have, right 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 have you watched any of his like youtube anything no okay he is a he doesn't know how to social media i think he's from like the 90s so he doesn't know how to <laughs> like do social he wasn't grown up to do that right like celebrities back then just didn't do that right so uh but um yeah, that's <laughs> no. It's like really funny. He joined Facebook, and he it was like this very staged thing. It's like it's let's us into each other's worlds. Wait, did you know that he did this thing way back when, where he was like uh, he became a different artist? You mean Chris Gaines? Yes, Chris Gaines. Yes, I definitely. <laughs> so <laughs> here's the thing with Chris Gaines. So okay, tell me, I actually like his music. Oh, Chris! I think okay. the Chris Gaines music it's actually pretty good. It's like George Michael's like pop stuff. Really? Yeah, and he sings really. Like he he has a really good range mm-hmm. with that uh, with that uh, the Chris Gaines stuff. It's yeah. super funny. It's like because you know Friends in Low Places, he gets like really low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and you're like, okay, so he's like a low country singer guy. It's right. like a comfortable thing. He like he sings like in his falsetto, and it's so good. Like, really, he's such a good singer. I just remember when it came out, everyone was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. So here's what I know about it. Can't wait because I love every Chris Gaines everything. 
and I had like searched the internet for the album. So it was supposed to be like a movie where like it's like this rock star named Chris Gaines, okay, stuff like that. And I don't know the entire plot to it, but that was the whole thing. He was going to play Chris Gaines, but the movie didn't come out, and they never made the movie. And but- so he recorded the music in advance for the movie and released right. it. And so there's just like Chris Gaines and him in a wig and right. Music, it's so, but the music's actually pretty good. Okay, I need I to think go back and listen. I think the music is, I like the music, but I could just be, like, nostalgic for it. Um, so I probably wouldn't take my word for it. Okay, great. I'll listen. I'll trust you, though, enough to go listen. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, what's the song? Because I have it in my iTunes. <laughs> I don't know. I can't wait till you pull it up. Let's see. Chris, Chris Gaines. Chris Green's Greatest Hits, which I love they did a Greatest Hits right, album. that's what it was. For It's Lost in You. It's like track two on the Greatest Hits album. But he, like, did a good job, like, erasing it from the internet. Oh, like, really? Yeah, it's hard to find. I had to, like, search everywhere. He's like, got people. Oh, uh, he's, yeah. I mean, he's the number two top-selling artist in the United States, I think. Really? Like, right behind the Beatles. Oh, the Beatles, then Garth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, and I really don't know... Any other Garth songs besides Friends in Low Places? All right. I was going to say, I know Friends in Low Places. I know When the Thunder Rolls. Okay. Yeah. Right? Maybe I know that one now. I know his cover of To Make You Feel My Love mm-hmm. from the Hope Float soundtrack, because this was a movie that came out. I'm much older than you. No, I mean, you're not that much older. I'm turning 40 this year. I'm well, proud of it. Well, I dated women around your age, so <laughs> it's not like... like <laughs> It's like, no, I have, like, friends who are, like, four years... All of my friends are, like, four years older than me. Right. And so... Or, like, four plus. And yeah. so they're just like, I've dated women older than you. Like, it's okay. I love it. <laughs> but Hope Floats. Hope Floats had this great soundtrack. Anyways, he did a cover of To Make You Feel My Love. So did Trisha. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Something like that. But on his social media, he's uh, Trisha Mr. Yearwood. Oh, he is. So... <laughs> I love this. So I don't know why. It's just funny to me. That's, like, not even the funniest thing he does. Um... But uh, he, yeah, he's just like, yeah, Mr. Yearwood, I'm taking over Trisha's Instagram today. I'm like, well, at least he's a good husband. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, that's the most important thing. Give her the power. But I like it. But most people think he's hiding something because most wholesome people are kind of hiding something. Are they? Well, like, <laughs> actual good people kind of do bad things, too. Like Bill Cosby. Sure. Like, oh, well, like, that's right. Most wholesome personas on, in media. Yeah. Well, the way he talks, side. like he'll say, he'll just talk normal for a while, and then mm-hmm. he'll be like, "Then let's get physical with the music tonight." The concert, <laughs> like, <laughs> and out of nowhere, and he said, um, "It was funny because he did a big. He's doing this huge stadium tour right now, and of course he's he selling. He's selling it out, obviously, because he's Garth Brooks, right? And it's so good because." He's like, ah, oh, St. Louis, we're going to start a tour off there. What a love fest it was last night. I'm like, why would you call it <laughs> A love it fest. But yeah, I would invest in a lot of time into Garth Brooks, okay. just everything social media. Going to revisit that. And he did one with uh, for the Bohemian Rhapsody movie for no reason at all. <laughs> he, he, he somehow made somebody to love about him. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, but yeah, I like a, it. This show's obsessed with Garth Brooks, so we don't have to talk about. I like it. I'll be second fiddle to him. That's great. Oh yeah, I mean, second place to Garth Brooks is pretty good. Like, <laughs> it's like first place in most people's categories, <laughs> except with your episode, I don't have to. Ed- I won't have to edit it. Like insanely, I'll just have to be like Garth's agents will be like, no, we're we're not letting you like <laughs> show weird Garth. Right. But the thing is, if I do interview him, I want to talk about Chris Gaines, and you that's going to be the big difficult thing to do because everyone wants to make fun of him for it. I mean, like, no, like, no, I actually no. like Chris right. Gaines. I want to talk about, yeah, like, 
You should have kept doing this. I support you in this. Mm-hmm. We just need, yeah, more Chris Gaines <laughs> in the world. More, more men just wearing wigs and right. losing weight and getting a goatee. I like it. So, but, uh, yeah, I don't know where I was. I had, like, some talking points, and <laughs> I did not. I just forgot all of them. It's all right. So that's what this show is about. And, yeah, I didn't actually make notes. I was like, I'm going to make notes today for the interview, and... I didn't. It's all right. So, cool. Uh, who's you been doing? Having a good day? I've been having a great day. I know. So, it's gorgeous outside. I know. You, you live in Finally. a nice neighborhood where you can, like, hang outside. Uh, yes. I always think about, like, going outside. I'm like, no. I'm on, like, a third floor apartment. Oh. So it's like, <laughs> I don't want to go downstairs. <laughs> when you have to, like, think about it like that, it's like, oh. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, we're selling this house and trying to move a little bit more north closer. I, know, I think Haven told me that because he was like, she told me one day, she was like, I'm home, I'm going to be homeschooled now and we're going to move to Nashville. I'm like, wait a minute. No, you're I know, not. right? <laughs> Everybody's used to having to drive to Alabama to come see me. Yeah, but. I know. I always think about it. Like every time I come here, it's always like, that's not that far. It's like in Franklin and I forget it's College Grove. And I was like, <laughs> then you pass Franklin and you're like, oh my a gosh, am I still further. driving? <laughs> Well, no, then if you have parties, I can drink irresponsibly because I won't have to get a lift and pay $100. Right, when I'm closer to Nashville. Yeah. Correct. Where everyone else lives. I love that you come to my dance parties. It makes me very happy. Well, you have alcohol. (laughs) That's pretty much the key is like, we're going to have alcohol there. I'm like, I'll go. Great, you're in. Yeah. So I've been trying to work on like for singing on stage, you know, Mm -hmm. because I learned like I just like stand still. I play. I typically play guitar and right. sing, but I've been writing songs where I'm not going to have to do that. Okay. I'm going to have like a band play, and I'm going to have to sing. And then you like you stand on stage and you're just like still. Right. And it looks really boring. So I got to like learn like I'm, I need to YouTube like basic dance moves like to make people think you look good at dancing. I can help you with this, but you're not. So what what would you suggest going starting off? <laughs> uh, which YouTube or how what or just any of it. Any what we mm-hmm. what you should do? I mean, you have to have a basic step touch. You uh, to be able I'm, to, I'm white. I can't. Sam, <laughs> just feeling. You're musical though. If you're musical and you can sing, mm-hmm. you have rhythm embedded in okay, you. Okay, so you can. Yeah, so, so you, you gotta, gotta feel that. You gotta follow the beat, left to right. But you gotta mm-hmm. look like I'm calm doing this. Mm-hmm. This is natural to me. I'm not forcing yeah. myself or thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you have that glass of whiskey or wine, yeah, in just one like hand. to get some James and just yeah. pour it in. Even though like you. I'm really bad because when I do karaoke, I like I'll drink a lot and then I'll mm-hmm. like belt, right? And then I'll just lose my voice the next day. Oh, I can't if I drink, I can't sing. Yeah, like, it's like it's singing's like the one thing. Like if it's guitar, I could like do it all day. Right. I did a did like a jazz thing once, mm-hmm. and it was a like ten nicest concert halls in like the world, uh-huh. and I got like drunk before. The oh show. no! <laughs> it was like a school thing too. Uh- <laughs> so it's even better. And so there's like video of me like struggling to get a guitar strap on for, and and what felt like an hour um, was actually like two seconds. I have lots of friends that like swear by if they need to go on stage and they need to take a shot of whiskey or something Mm -hmm. that it opens them up and I'm the exact opposite. Yeah, I can't. Can't do it. It's like, I feel like my like range, like you can't, Mm-hmm. Cause I just sing really high to fool people into thinking I can sing, like that's the male trick. I like that. Um, but uh, yeah, and then you just like lose control and you can't like right. control a voice. No, you're singing, so you can get away with it sometimes. Right? How those Broadway people do it, and like, I get drunk every night. <laughs> <laughs> I would like I'd be doing that. I'm like, those guys are legends <laughs> and women. The women. Thank you. Oh, the, well, Both yeah. of them. Well, the majority of it singing down there is women. So yeah. 
and the women are better like down there when my friends forced me to go down there. When they On come Broadway? into town. Yeah. I was had friends in town two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. We went to the Mumford and Son show. Oh, how was that? Oh, it was great. Except they didn't play the song I wanted them to play. Which one? Uh, Only Love. It was off the rock record. Oh, okay. Second fine. to last track Great. before Ditma. No, it wasn't Ditma's. Uh, anyways, nah. So, no, it was really funny because we, uh, I bought their newest album on vinyl. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is cheaper than Amazon. And so I bought it. And then we went to like a karaoke bar downtown. Mm-hmm. And I was like carrying that with me the whole the time. The whole time. <laughs> yeah. But those singers and players, yeah. like you go into Roberts down mm-hmm. on Broadway, those yeah. players are like the best in town. Oh, yeah. And I, I like it like they're half trying to. Right. That's what I hate about it. It's like they're not even trying very right. hard and they're like and so they're good at what they yeah. do. Have you ever had to do, have you ever played downtown? Because you've been more in like the Christian scene. That's how I started. And, yeah. 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 It started in, because Franklin's like the big Christian scene, right? If I'm, well, Brentwood... Brentwood, Nashville, it depends on which mm-hmm. uh, record label, but Brentwood is where my record label was. Okay. But Franklin is where they all live. Yeah, they a all yeah, they seem like they all live in Franklin. Yes. Like the Christian artists are all in like Franklin and yes. everyone else lives in Nashville. Yes. So that's what like I thought. I was like, oh, all the Christian ones are like yes. here. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. So um but yeah, uh I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. But yeah, I mean, was the because I'm okay, so I don't want to bring up your old band Avalon. You can. I did a little bit because <laughs> I think you've probably talked it to death in every interview I've ever heard you in. No, that's okay. But I noticed they released their greatest hits album mm-hmm. the same year you left. <laughs> well, they're just like, this is as good like as it's going to get. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> no, in fact, so Avalon started in '96, really came fully uh, 97 was maybe the mm-hmm. first record and that's when I graduated from high school. Okay. And then I joined them in 2002 when their soprano left and so the year I joined mm-hmm. was the first best of record came out okay. and that's when I had my first single cuz they had like three new It's just said best songs. of though, it's called right? Best of. Not greatest hits. But the greatest hits. <laughs> yes, there was another one released. Yeah. I think the record there was like we don't need you to make another record. Let's just do another version of a greatest mm-hmm. hits. Yeah, cuz I saw I was just like Okay, I go reading the Wikipedia page. I'm like, let's see if they got anything wrong. And I'm just like, oh, Greatest Hits album, 2009. Melissa Green leaves in 2009. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's a like coincidence um, easing up here yeah, into <laughs> one of the sweet. two. It makes sense, though. Yeah. I was like, they, I haven't heard of them since. <laughs> yeah, they're, no, they're doing some things. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's good you're not keeping up. Yeah, I feel like it's like an ex-girlfriend. It's like you want to like know what they're doing right. all the time or ex-boyfriend. You probably sure. keep up with them. Your ex is still. It's been a long time. I think Ben left so we can. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like you shouldn't go to their like, well, because you, you probably didn't date in the age of social media. Not so much. Yeah. Okay. So I, because I'm in that area. Right. So. It's like, you're like, don't go to their social media page. Don't, like, right, look at them sure. at all. Because it's like the best way to get over someone is just completely not see them ever again. <laughs> like, that's like the best. Like, <laughs> is it? Same. I mean, you can, be, you can be, like, civil with each other. Uh, but, like, right, right, right. at the same time, it's like, you know, you see each other and you're like, oh, I forgot I still have feelings for you. Right. Bye. No, I hear you. Um, but, uh. And then we're okay, yeah. Because so, with Avalon, so, with Avalon, so it's like it's a good you're not stalking them. No, yeah. I so didn't. you don't want to like. No, and it was I, it was my decision to leave. Yeah, and well, I left what, from the Wikipedia it said it was mutual. 
And Wikipedia never lies <laughs> to anyone. Let me pull it up. Oh, that's funny. No, I, let, while you're pulling it up, I'll tell the real story and we'll see if it matches it. Um, no, I was pregnant with Haven mm-hmm. and things had slowed down a lot for Avalon. It was almost seven years that I'd been in the group and I had a solo record that was coming out. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was doing music at like a college and young adult church thing on Tuesday nights and yeah. really loving it. Love being with the same people every week. Um, Because I'd been touring the previous 10 years and always with a different group of people. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I just loved, I was sort of over um, or more excited about stepping into a solo career. Um, And when that solo album's coming out, you know, when you're by yourself, you literally get to make all the decisions. And that felt like it was a good time to move into that where I could decide what kind of songs I could sing, what I got to talk about every night versus something like Avalon is like a machine. Like you have to fit into the machine. Mm -hmm. So where is it? I'm close. Melissa. I can't wait. It was confirmed late 2008 that (laughs) Avalon Grace hits album. Where is your name? Oh, here we go. On May 15, 2009, Melissa Green announced her resignation from Avalon on her personal website upon accepting a position as pastor of music and arts at Grace Point Church in Nashville. Melissa planned to continue her solo career as well. On May 21, 2009, Avalon announced that wife Richardson's wife, Amy, would fill Green's spot as the new member of Avalon. So where in this is not true? Well, it's not that it's not true. It's that it all did not happen at the same time. I had not even talked mm-hmm. to Stan, who was the pastor of Grace mm-hmm. Point, when I resigned from Avalon. So Grace Point wasn't even in the picture or on the table yet. It did happen very quickly after I resigned, mm-hmm. um, which just felt like the right thing to do, but mm-hmm. yeah. And the wife was already, I was already going to leave for my pregnancy leave yeah. with Haven. So the wife was ready to step in and fill in for mm-hmm. me that summer. Yeah. So when I just said I'm resigning, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. then she should just take your place. It oh. seemed right. Oh, they good. were happy. You did I the solo happy. career. So yeah. you went solo. That's the, like the real, like if you go solo, I it's like you're solo. bigger than the band ah, itself. I wasn't that. You released the solo album. That year, 2009. 2009. It's like, are you going to release another one? It's been... The 10-year anniversary tour? (laughs) (laughs) No, a lot of people... Music will always be a part of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I love singing. I love making music. I love putting together concerts. And I like to do it with more people, though. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't foresee a record in my future, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. I'll produce some songs. That's that's all I can come with me. I'll produce bad songs. (laughs) (laughs) You want the bad so you gotta get like find someone who's like gonna make the hits and then put me on the album for like the B sides. Great. So I can get the money and <laughs> and you don't have to I don't have to worry about it. It's like, yeah, I didn't it's like, yeah, I produced uh, Melissa Green's I'm oh really? Did you produce one of like the good songs? Like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um but yeah, I don't know. I'd support a solo second solo album. Thanks. Round two. So here's a good question. How did you meet Haven? That's a Haven. <laughs> mm, this child. <laughs> She's slowly becoming like my best friend. Oh. Like it's so funny because I have to tell you one time, it was a couple days into January, like mm-hmm. so maybe ten days. Mm-hmm. We were like sitting talking to each other. He's like, Sam, when are you ever gonna get married? I'm like, I don't know, Haven, maybe when I find a girlfriend first or something like that. And then she's like, well, how many dates on have you been on this year? It's like, it's well, Haven, we're like 10 days into 2019, so zero? She, she okay, she's nine. This is my daughter yeah. we're speaking of, just for your listeners. Mm-hmm. She's nine, and she, though, is nine going on 
30. Yeah. I mean, she's like this mature little adult in a tiny little body, but she loves to talk and she loves to have conversations. Mm-hmm. She has lots of questions and mm-hmm. she wants you to speak to her like she's an adult mm-hmm. and she'll speak to you like you're an adult. Yeah. So that's why she's like, tell me about your love life. <laughs> she's always asking about that. I'm like, Haven, we can't, we can't. And then you, she probably tells you everything I tell no, her. No, she doesn't actually. Really? She, she, no. she was like, I have to tell someone. I'm like, Haven. No, she hasn't actually. She keeps your secrets. Good for her. She's, she's, she's a true friend. She's my true friend. Yeah, she's she's like, I probably, if Kim Kardashian resi- like says no to being like my best maid huh. of honor, okay. Haven's probably going to be Haven's up there. Haven's close second. I like that the Green family is in like a second place like, in your well, life. It's like unrealistic goals. <laughs> Realistic, realistic goals. <laughs> or, I, you know, you have to always put your unrealistic goals uh, first. I love it. And because you know, you're like, well, you're second. So. I love it. So, <laughs> so yeah, Haven's probably at some point going to be end up there. Great. So we're, we're going to figure it out someday I love it. with Haven. She'll, I told her to tell me if her dance instructors are single or something like that. Oh, they're okay. Are they? Or, uh, <laughs> I don't think she hasn't done anything with it yet. So. <laughs> she's been good at practicing. I think she, that's the problem. I know she's been focused. Um, some of them are. So, okay, so yeah. Haven's just going to have to put a little more work into okay, okay. dance class than she's usually... <laughs> you're like, I need you to focus on my love life. I was like, Haven, I know you're into dancing and everything, <laughs> and that's great and all. You keep doing that, but uh, you need to find me a girlfriend. Find me a date. It's like... I'm free Friday night, Haven, and we got to figure this out. The problem is they dance all the time, so those instructors are busy too. True. So, well, if we're both busy, it's just like we'll just say we're together and then uh, and never then see not each have other. To do <laughs> I like it. It's like um, when girls, if like you try, try talking to them, sometimes they're like, "I have a boyfriend" or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I like to do that. Sorry, please don't talk to me. I have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. So it's like it'll be easy. Right. Like, I, I don't like have to it. talk to girls at bars. Right. I haven't told Haven I met. Two girls at a bar. They were 19 and had fake IDs. Oh, really? <laughs> and I had friends with me, too. And I was at the After the Mumford and Sons concert. Oh, yeah. okay. So it was, like, really funny. I was like, how old are you? Because, like, dating now, you have to ask people their age. Oh. Like, subtly. You have to, it's like, good. get it in there. Right. It's, you know. It's wise. So, yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm 19. I'm like, wait, why are you in a bar right now? Right. <laughs> well, it's, like, funny. And they're like, oh, I'm 15. And then you just, like, walk out of there. Good and then job. just leave forever. Good your friends are like, where'd you go? I'm like, we're going, we're going home. Can't, can't do this. <laughs> Night fake IDs. Gosh, I forget about these days and these processes. I didn't start drinking until I was 20, so. I drank like a handful of times in high school and got in lots of trouble mm-hmm. for it. I came home so tipsy one night. <laughs> my my sister ratted me out. I have an older sister. Okay. But I was late anyways. I'm sure my mom smelled it on me when I came in the door, mm-hmm. but I remember saying to her, like, I'll be right back. I have to go brush my face. And I meant brush my teeth. And it was just all downhill from there. All downhill. Anyways, only I, I didn't really drink otherwise in high school. A handful of times in college. I always say if I have kids, I'm like, when they're in college, they can drink as much as they want. But it's like high school, let's like chill out. But I grew up like conservative oh, Christian yeah. too. And so even in college, it was like a no. Even when you're 21, it was just like, you drink. <laughs> it was when I got an Avalon that I really started drinking. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That, sounds like the Christian music scene, like, stereotype. It's like, yeah, we secretly drink, and like, yeah, I heard they smoked a cigarette. <laughs> right, right, right. I saw they them smoking smoke. a We got to pray for them. Right, like, right. <laughs> smoking uh. um, But, yeah, um, are you happy to not be in the Christian industry? I am. <laughs> so it's like, I've been, like, because I've been hearing, because I grew up on, like, the Christian pop punk and, like, mm-hmm. music, and it was very, like, together, even, like, in the rock and metal scenes and stuff like that, it was actually pretty normal to be like, oh, yeah, we're a Christian band. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's not like that wasn't a big deal. And then now it's like, yeah, well, we decided 
not to be Christian anymore. Right. So. Um, yeah. So I've been on quite a journey. Like I mm-hmm. feel like on my spiritual journey since then. And so I've peacefully sort of slowly moved away from all of that. And mm-hmm. for lots of reasons, I think the industry, the Christian music industry, and that doesn't mean everybody inside of it, but the industry in general was a business. Yeah. It was, um, it was not necessarily about the heart and soul of all mm-hmm. of it. And that became really frustrating the deeper you got into it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's true probably, but I, th- I found that true of Christianity in general, that it's this subculture and, mm-hmm. Oh, I just, I grew weary of most of it. So then I worked at a church for (laughs) eight years and uh, also peacefully removed myself from that. Yeah, no, I feel good. I haven't gone to church in uh, like two years. I think you probably remember the last Mm -hmm. time I was actually at church. Um, It was really funny. So you know the scene in Infinity War, uh, like Peter Quill is this gun to Spider-Man. And he's like, what master do you say? What am I supposed to say, Jesus? Or something like that. And so there was like a moment I was almost going to go to church with my parents over when I saw him at Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, what am I supposed to say, Jesus? (laughs) Right, 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 right. Oh, that's great. It's like my, I send that to every time. I was like, I think I'm going to go to church for the first time in a while. Is this how it works? Right. Well, no, yeah, I have my friends. He's in a... He goes to an Episcopal. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to say that wrong. No, that's right. Episcopal. Kansas. I said it right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I haven't been in a while. So you got to update me on a few things, right. like how it all works. I'm supposed to say Jesus. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like after Trump became president, I don't like have an interest in like church anymore. Yeah. It's like the whole idea of it, it's just like, I don't even like even the more progressive stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to. It's like, it could be gourmet ketchup, but it's still ketchup. Right. So it's like... Oh, I hear you. If that makes a good analogy. I mean, it makes sense in my life, for sure. Um, Yeah, when I resigned from... So I pastored for eight years, Mm -hmm. and when I chose to resign, ultimately what I saw or believe about the life of Jesus and what Mm -hmm. the person of Jesus represented, this way of love and inclusion and... um, servanthood and uh, caring for all people, I didn't see that represented well in Christian spaces. Yeah. So I say, you know, my analogy is I feel like I followed uh, Jesus right out of the church and Mm -hmm. just kept trying to live in this way and create new spaces as best I can that are inclusive and loving of all people and affirming of humanity. Mm -hmm. So That's what I always thought because I was just like, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a barrier. It's like, oh, we'll take you if you don't have any, if you have problems. Like, no, we won't. Right, right. <laughs> that sure. Was, it was always like the big issue for me. It's like, you still have to be so good. Yeah. No matter what like the circumstances or it's still, it's kind of a club. Yeah. But a, like an open club where you don't have to pay to be a member. Right. That makes sense. No, oh, it I is. I like to make dumb metaphors. <laughs> so if like. <laughs> I'm only laughing because you're making fun of yourself and that makes oh, me no, giggle. This is, the whole show is making fun of So we're going to do a whole segment before you come on about just people making fun of me. So what? <laughs> I don't like it. Because you're episode 50. You're the, you're the special guest. Right. We, I had this one thing I wanted my dad to say. Like I was, I 
I would never be able to get him to do it, but I would try to get my dad to say. Um, so it's like people trying to tell him how much they love the show, and mm-hmm. it'd be my dad was saying, "It's like Sam, the only mistake in my life was having you as a child." I was like Stop. trying to get him to say that. He was no. like, "I would never say that." Thank you, Dad. <laughs> uh, Sam, <laughs> like it's a joke. But um, no, I always make a joke because like my parents have been married for like thirty plus years now, uh-huh. and so I was like, I was joking like, oh, the reason they're still married is because they both hate me so much. Is that, like they have like a mutual thing in common. That that, like, keeps them grounded. These are horrible <laughs> things to say about yourself. They do not like it when I... I'm glad. They do not. <laughs> so, they come on every Christmas, and so, like, they have to listen to every episode this year, and then they come on and say, here's what you got wrong. I love it. Great. More and then usually I get them on the parents. spot, and they're like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so, it usually works about in my favorites, so. Wow. It's like, a, I didn't give you... I gave you a chance. Um... But anyways, yeah, so we could talk about that. Here's also, so I have three men in my life I would change my sexuality for. Mm. So this is, this is just turn the wheel really I quick. I love it. Frank Ocean, like, which yeah. actually could happen. Okay. Donald Glover's number two. Oh, number yeah. three is Ben Green. Oh. So I was just like, <laughs> so how did it work? Did he wear you down or did you have to wear him down? How did that work? I always want to know that. So Ben and I met. We first met. I was touring singing. This is pre-Avalon, like right out of college with another group. And one of his good friends was in the group with me. So really when he came to see the concert for the first time, the friend said basically... Like, that's my guy. So when Mm -hmm. I met him, he wasn't even on the market, so to speak. So I just thought, you're a good-looking guy, but Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of good-looking guys that aren't on Mm -hmm. the market, so no big deal. Well, fast forward like six months later, he brings his roommate, and all of a sudden, the girl that's in the group with me decides she wants to date the roommate, and so all of a sudden, Ben (laughs) is available. So we went on a first date Mm -hmm. with Ben and his two roommates and myself and the two other girl singers in the Mm -hmm. group. And we all went on a date together. This is this is back in 2000. Uh, yeah, 2000. So they had an apartment because we were in their town singing. And um, they cooked dinner for us. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that great of a dinner. But they made an effort. <laughs> they had on boys to men music playing go. in the background. That makes up for the music. I feel like that would make up for it. <laughs> this was in like Lakeland, Florida, which is about 30 minutes from Orlando. So after yeah. dinner, we drove over to Disney because if you went to one of the hotels and sat in the back, you could see the fireworks. Mm-hmm. Like they have like uh, the Polynesian where you sit on like, oh, the yeah. water. Anyways, the fireworks did not go off that night. These are all my vivid memories. We came back, and then we all watched Romeo and Juliet. Anyways, the other two couples kissed that night. Ben mm-hmm. Green would not kiss me, and I thought, oh, he's he a doesn't like, no. I thought he doesn't like me. <laughs> not he's a gentleman. I thought, what is wrong here? Um, this is like perfect timing, too. I think he's he walking is. in, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, it was after that night. We kept talking on the phone, and then he told me like two nights later, I don't want you to be with anybody else. Like, But we were no longer mm-hmm. in person. Just I went back on the tour bus. Mm-hmm. So we talked on the phone for the next month and a half. And mm-hmm. then um, I told him I loved him first, mm-hmm. and it was before we'd kissed. Mm-hmm. All these things are important. Mm-hmm. Then we kissed, and then we got engaged a month later. A month later? A month wow. later. But then we were engaged for a year and a half. Okay, so. But I would say, if anything, I had to wear him down, not because I liked him more than he liked me, mm-hmm. but because I'm such a strong personality. Okay, it yeah. It takes a lot to get used to a strong woman. That makes so. sense, yeah. But he's pretty great. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, my, my secret to dating is apparently much, apparently all I know how to do is just wear someone down. Like, that's apparently the trick you have to do. 
It's like the four words every man wants to hear is like, you wore me down. Nah. That's I mean, it makes sense. Hilarious. I, I think dating at one point, someone, one person wearing another person down. Maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. And that's just what my ex says. <laughs> so it's great. She broke up with me I, during text. How, how bad do you think that is? No. That's not something Ben would have done. No, never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, oh, I think I still have it saved. Oh, no. I'm Do sad I, already. <laughs> should I? Re- I'll read it out loud. And I can't tell you her name because I think you actually know her. So <laughs> this makes you more makes Once you more excited. Once we get offline, I want to know. <laughs> and I was like, ah, I usually keep everything like that secret. And then I'm like, oh, Haven's here, so I was like, I'll just tell her anyways. <laughs> oh, and she did. So Haven knows. I'll check with the daughter later. Haven, she doesn't know who she is. Oh, 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 oh. Here it is. Let's read it. I'm sorry I've been so... And she was also divorced, too, so let's okay. keep that in mind. Okay, fair. So, like, so she's like, she always talked to me like we're in couples counseling. Oh, interesting. And, like, I'm, I'm, I'm 25 on 26 soon. I'm like, right. uh, and I've never been married. Right. So it's like, um, we shouldn't talk this way. <laughs> Not yet. I don't know Not how to, yet. I don't know how to talk like this. Oh, I'm tell s- me more. Okay. I'm sorry I've been so distant, and yet I've really needed to be. I've come to understand that I can't trust myself around you, nor can I trust you to honor my needs at this Uh juncture in time, which is a very weird sentence to send someone. It sucks, but I just don't think we have what it takes to have a healthy friendship right now, which we, yeah. (laughs) I think, I think you are, I think you are a wonderful being and I am sad I can't have you in my life right now. So it's like the wonderful being, I'm trying to make you feel better. But that is a nice statement. That's a nice statement. Yeah. Being and I'm sad I can't have you in my life right now. If we see each other at events, etc., I don't wish for it to be awkward or strained, but I know and accept that could be a possibility. <laughs> we haven't like, talked. Yep. We haven't talked. This was November, and we haven't talked since. Oh, I know you probably take this personally and go on another emotional roller coaster, but I pray you don't because you are loved and perfect just as you are. Uh, it's like it's like trying to make uh, me feel better. I'm like, right. okay, I know what's going on here. <laughs> I wish the absolute best for you. I wish so much love and healing for you. I wish you great strength and self compassion. Which is great because I can take screenshots of conversations and like put in album artwork and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen though, that so that so, should have happened in person. First of yeah, all, I'm with you. Yes, yes, <laughs> should have happened in person. Second of all, I don't know. <laughs> I need more context. I know context. No. Uh, what context do you no, need? No, it's okay. Oh no, we can talk about my love life. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently, it's, like, all the rage on this show, too. To talk about your love yeah, life? Yeah, because I don't really talk about it, not even to, like, my close friends. Oh, really? Just because, yeah, I just I mean, especially I don't give out people's names either. Oh, I that's, write music, so, like. That's a way. That's cathartic. Can't, like, yeah. Be make people super public. Right. Especially unless you're Taylor like, Swift. Yeah, unless you're Taylor Swift, and it's, like, a selling point for right. her albums. Sure, sure, sure. I heard a rumor. Okay, this is wait. completely off topic for I my like love life. I like it when we keep swerving. <laughs> but it was, like, a conspiracy theory that uh, Taylor Swift is actually a lesbian, and she dates, like, all these guys who are actually gay mm-hmm. to, like, make sure they look masculine. In the media. That's like a room. I don't think it's true. It doesn't make sense. Because like Harry Styles, Calvin Harris. Are um, they gay? We don't know. No, they're not gay. They're not. I think it's just a dumb rumor. Interesting. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, and no. And oh, at this point in time internet. with like, you have big artists like Sam Smith and like, he just came out as like non-binary. Oh, really? Yeah. So. <gasps> oh, I love that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I think, I don't know if he's like selling it though i just saw like someone announced on the internet so like how you actually do when you're 
how someone would actually do it. Right. I have a plan. If I ever have kids, I want to like <laughs> make you know like being gay like a normal mm-hmm. thing. You know, yes. like yes. Also, like it should be. Yes. And then like if I have a son who comes out as gay and be like. Okay, and right. like just make it like right. I don't care. That's the best way, <laughs> right? Like that doesn't affect anything. Like as like a joke, like it's like so it's like a being a joke and being cool at the same time, right? Like it's like I don't really care. Are you still washing your hands? Right, right. <laughs> or something like that. Just right. ask him something really weird. It's good after that. But anyway, it's actually good parenting, Sam. That's I know. I'm. I'm they don't call me daddy for nothing. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so we're talking about my love life. Your love life. What did you learn from that relationship? Don't date divorced women. Oh, Sam. (laughs) Sam. What was I supposed to learn? Maybe, wait, maybe we could rephrase that. Don't date, I don't know the context of this actual relationship, but maybe it's don't date divorced women who are not ready yet. Yeah, that was probably a smart thing, yeah. (laughs) People can date after yeah, divorce. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, she was acting so weird about it. I don't know. Maybe know. she just wasn't ready. Okay, and so now that I've told you all this, I'm Can't gonna wait. shock you. I met her in your house. <laughs> I have to know who it is. So well, I'll, I'll tell the, you. Okay, great. So I know. So I probably shouldn't have told you this, but you know, the my show must go is, on. My mind is like reeling. Okay. Okay, but anyways, so. But apparently, I have to go out and date people now. Apparently, that's a thing. Yeah. So, how do you do that? You've how would you, how did you do it before the internet? Sam, <laughs> right? <laughs> before we had like uh, apps and whatnot, mm-hmm. you met somebody you liked, and mm-hmm. you told them, "I want to spend more time with you." Is that is it that easy? It's that easy. What if they say no? <laughs> if they say no, then that's a sign <laughs> mm-hmm. that we move on to somebody else. That's okay. That makes more sense. But I do think back to being persistent, no joke, mm-hmm. you showing up in their life as a friend and developing mm-hmm. a friendship with them can always lead to something else. It was where she did not want to be like friends. Huh. Like, if you get what I'm trying to say. I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it was like she gets like a glass of wine in her and she's like, nah, she is, she's definitely not wanting to be friends anymore. <laughs> if that makes sense. Oh. Oh my gosh. Mom and Dad, this is the time you stop <laughs> listening to the episode. This is what this is what you're gonna comment we on. We typically try to get like the cuss words out at the beginning of the show. Because they'll stop listening. They'll stop oh, listening. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's the joke. But I don't think they care anymore. Yeah. I got because I got my nose pierced and then I like they're the kind of people if I would have done in high school, mm-hmm. it would have been a bad thing. Right. Now I, I showed up Christmas. I never told him I got it. I don't know if they follow me on Instagram or because my dad only has an Instagram for his like work job. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know if, and he follows me, but. That's a whole thing with this younger, mm-hmm. you younger kids. Yeah. Yuns, um, is that you putting your life out on social media in a way that now your parents can follow and find out things about you that they wouldn't actually yeah. know. It's real interesting. And I'm, I'm very picky on what I post. Oh, that's like, good. Use um, restraint. Yeah. I'm, I like, I don't like posting like my location. Yeah. Or like, you know, like you go somewhere and you take a picture and you want to post it immediately. I'm like. I'll post it when I get home. Sure. And like just stuff like that. It's like, and I'm like super conscious and like no one's stalking me at all. <laughs> <laughs> but if they were, you're putting up precautions yeah, like, that they can't. I tried like this one thing. You. It's like you putting like your Facebook information mm-hmm. and like this website algorithm will try to figure out where you live. Really? Yeah, it's like a super creepy website. The internet is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And it it's, knows a lot. It's made dating worse. Has it? Dude, it's so bad. I don't think I've ever called you dude before. That's like so funny. It's fine. Once we get to bro, then we'll get to there. (laughs) 
I've wanted to call Haven bro for a while, and it's kind of like, ah, well, because my my goal in life, you know, there's people, like, trying to fight for, like, civil rights. I'm like, I want to make bro a gender-neutral term. Oh, I like it. Because it makes because, like, I have female friends and I have male friends, and I call my male friends bro, but I feel, like, the same level of respect and friendship towards my female friends Mm -hmm. I do with my male friends. Mm -hmm. So I just call my female friends bro, but you, like, have to ease them into it. As as long as they're okay with it. Yeah, you kind of have to ease them into it. And it's like you get the certain situation where you're like, hey, bro, what are you doing? Don't call me bro. I'm like, I'm calling you bro. And no. Like, okay. <laughs> if they say don't, don't like, do it, Sam. Do, yeah, it's just, I have a couple friends I do, and I'm just like, I call all my friends bro. <laughs> and it's like a compliment. I try to make it like, oh, no, this is a compliment. Right. So if you make it a compliment, it's not a big deal. <laughs> so, but anyways, so where were we at? I don't, we were at dating and internet dating. dating. Yeah, internet dating. So you never had to experience that. No. It it was the worst because back when you were dating, like, we'll say like 10 years ago. (laughs) Much longer. Longer. Oh, yeah. Hutch is older than that. Oh, my. This is my 17th wedding anniversary. Nice. You're almost an adult. I know, right? Um, But like you. So so, 20 years ago when I'm dating. So say, so let's say this. Let's say 20 years ago Mm -hmm. in the early 2000s, Mm -hmm. which is weird to say, um, that you, you were going to set up a date with someone. Mm -hmm. And so you didn't have like cell phones with you. Typically. Cell phones were brand new. Like I went to college with a cell phone, mm -hmm. but it was like a tiny, you you really only use it in emergencies. Yeah. You don't like, you have a landline. Because it costs a lot. Yeah. And then, yeah, so, like, if you were going to, like, make a date with someone, you're like, hey, let's meet here at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's called good. Like, you couldn't just be, like, at the last minute, hey, I'm not feeling no. it. You couldn't do that. Like, now well, you can do that. Oh, so that happens mm-hmm. more so. Yeah, because I was going to say, they would be coming to the house to pick you up. Mm-hmm. So if you, the one coming or at the house, couldn't cancel last minute, mm-hmm. no way. It was like, oh, no, I'm already here. Right. <laughs> Like, he has no way of getting in contact with right. him. So people just cancel. They're yeah, just, you can just cancel, like, last minute, like, an hour before you're supposed to meet up. Hey, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. And that's a normal. You're saying that's normal. Yeah, it's, like, become the norm. But why say you're going to do something and then not do it? Exactly. I have a problem with people who do that. We talk, <laughs> let's call up some of my exes. <laughs> you're on the line. That would be weird. This is a weird not kind of show. But uh, anyway, so that's like one big problem with the internet. So I think internet is is a good thing, mm-hmm. but it's made dating worse. Okay. That's like, and so that's my whole thing. Like everyone's like, oh, the internet's so bad. It's made just dating worse. Well, I would say it's made the internet in general, it's made a ton of accessibility, but mm-hmm. like, zero true connection and yeah. relationship building from romantic relationships to friendships. Like mm-hmm. you think you're connected to all these people, but you're not. Yeah. Like, people are more lonely today than they ever have been. Uh, okay. And here's another situation. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna create the situation. So when you and Ben first met mm-hmm. and Ben was interested in you, mm-hmm. let's say you weren't interested in Ben mm-hmm. in like the worst universe ever out there. Right, right. Okay. You, how do you, well, how, what would you have to do if you, to tell him that he's not, in, you're not into him? Um, okay. So Ben, he's calling me or he's, we're face to face. So you're either. Since this is a made up scenario. So yeah, this is the early 2000s. Early so. 2000s. We have to be face to face. Yeah. Unless we're on a landline. Yeah. You have to be face to face if you're like, I'm not interested in you. Right. Okay. So you we're face to face and he is there to take me out or here. We're just hanging out talking. You're just and I hanging have to, out like, and you have, to, you have to drop the news. I mean, I would probably say I've. Really enjoyed getting to know you, but there has to be a but. 
Um, but I just don't foresee a future with mm-hmm. us getting any closer romantically. Mm-hmm. But I do want us to be friends because I like hanging out. So yes. can we still hang out? That's how a normal person should. Maybe. Would do that. Yeah, that's how right. a normal person. That's how I think a normal person right? would do it. Versus. 2019. <laughs> how do you think it would happen now? I don't know. Uh, people are rude now. Or they're scared. They're scared of face-to-face mm-hmm. time. Yeah. It's really ultimately what it is. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to be rude. They're just, because they have the option of just a text or a Facebook note. Yeah, you have or the go- a- You heard of ghosting? Yes, yes. So, yeah, that's pretty much what you do now if you're interested in someone, which is like like 10 times worse than actually telling someone, hey, I'm not interested in you. Right. Or texting them, hey, I'm not interested in you. (laughs) I'm sorry for whoever I know that did that. (laughs) Um, I probably shouldn't have told you that you actually know them and I met them in your house. It's okay. There's been uh, a lot of people in my house over lots of parties. So so. it's all good. So, yeah, there's a lot of of people that works out. (laughs) It's like nothing happened in your house. No, that's fine. It's like, it's my rule is if it's going to happen on the furniture, your own furniture, you have to be involved. Does that make sense, though? It's like, say it again. Like, like sex or making out, it's going to happen on your furniture. Yeah. The homeowner should be involved. Oh, great. I think that's a good rule. Yeah, it's a good rule. Unless you've been given permission. That's true. Unless we're like, yeah, you can, you can, you can can make out on the couch. It's fine. That's funny. That should be, I feel like that should be like, you know, you have house rules. Yeah. Sometimes parents will have that for like their teenage kids. Right. You need my permission. That's like my only rule in my apartment. It's just like. (laughs) I might add that to my wall. That's that's a good rule. My kids get older. You need my permission to make out in this house. That's why I'm like, is it going to change when I have kids? Like, that's my (laughs) rule. Like, is it going to change? Right. But you can't like, I'm not going to get involved at the same time. It's funny. I have all my friends, I've been telling them, it's like, okay, so you have kids now, and one day you're going to have to give them the sex talk. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'm going to have to give them the real sex talk. Right. From a person who wasn't married right out of college. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, in a perfect universe, who's your, who would you trade Ben for? <laughs> who would I trade Ben for? So, who's my... So, I would get your leftovers. And then <laughs> okay. Um... Hmm. Like a famous person? They can be famous. Um, let me think about who I'm attracted to. I mean, I think <laughs> female, I think Rihanna is just amazing and J Lo. Those are my two female yeah. like I want I want to be J Lo. I've always wanted to be J Lo. I think she's amazing. And now Haven really likes J Lo mm-hmm. and it makes me happy. Um so Maybe J-Lo. I'd go with J-Lo. Male? What? J-Lo's actually funny. So here's another rabbit trail. Tell me. So, like, she'll date, like, these really young guys now Mm -hmm. because she can and Mm -hmm. she's J-Lo. But, like, she broke up with a guy just like, hey, we need you to go to this fundraising event with me. Be, like, my, like, trophy boyfriend or whatever. You know. Yeah. That's all she has to do now. And then he was like, oh, I can't make it. I have plans with my friends. And then they broke up. I did not know this. She's with A-Rod now. They're engaged to be married. Really? They're engaged? Yep. I follow her on the Instagram. I need to follow her on Instagram. You do. She's beautiful. Okay, that's my girl. Okay. Woman. <laughs> my man that I think of. I haven't thought about this in a while. I, 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 would, I used to say Justin Timberlake, but I'm over that now. Yeah, he's anti-vax, so. <laughs> my, no, I have a Jewish doctor, so we talk about Jewish things That's when we're together. So it's funny. funny. Like, so uh, what she said, um, I was wearing my NSYNC shirt to the doctor um, out of nowhere, sure. and she was like, 
she's like, oh, uh, yeah, I remember seeing NSYNC. It was really cool. It's like, I used to be a huge Justin Timberlake fan, and then him and his wife uh, became anti-vax, and so we can't be. <laughs> that's, uh, what, that's what my doctor told me. I'm like, I'm glad I have you as a doctor. That's funny. Um, oh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, yeah, he's good. He's very handsome. I think he's a great actor, and I want to suppose that he's also a nice guy. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. It was weird because he was in Black Panther. Yep. And then Tessa Thompson was in Thor Ragnarok. Yes. And then they were both in like Rocky together or yes. Creed. 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 But not, about, not the band. The No, the movie, the Rocky, the new mm-hmm. Rocky movie. I love both those movies. Mm-hmm. Creed and Creed 2 and all the Rockies. That's all good. And she's, she's great. As- I love her. She was also in um, Westworld. Oh, yeah, she was. She's, she's fierce too. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. She's one of those, like, I liked her as Valkyrie. I'm like, I'm gonna, what's she on social media? Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm like, okay, she's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too cool. I actually heard that she, I don't know if this is true, mm-hmm. that she's dating um, Janelle Monet. Really? Yep. Oh, that's cool. I know, I like She's it. from Kansas City, so. She's cool. All my friends, yeah. <laughs> all my, everyone's like, oh, Janelle Monet. All right, so J-Lo and Michael B. Jordan, those mm-hmm. are my... If Ben wasn't available, ben, assuming that they're also good humans, they have to be good yeah, humans. That's like, it's that's not a, just about how beautiful they are. It's like what I say, personalities change, but be, looks are forever. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. I think I mixed that up. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. I had that joke, yeah, the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, looks are forever. Right. Uh, so it's like, you're always going to be hot at least one point in time. Nah, <laughs> one point. But uh, anyways, so we got... To all the things that I, did I get to everything I wanted to talk about? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was supposed to make, I never make notes for shows. I was I like, I'm gonna it. make notes Go for this off one. the cuff. I yeah, like it's, it. it's the whole show. You haven't listened to a single episode before. No. It's good. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> like, it's probably a really good thing. I, I'm going to now. I know. This I'm is intrigued. You're gonna get really scared. I'm gonna be angry at you, though, if there's lots of rude self talk. For all that I do at Imaginarium. No, I, I never talk about Imaginarium. We no, have to talk no, about that. No, no, self-talk about you, like negative self-talk, talking down about yourself. Oh. If these are filled <laughs> with that, I'm going to be sad. Oh, wow. Well, you're not going to want to hear my new... <laughs> like, all my music is, like, definitely, like, opposite Imaginarium. <laughs> Stuff Sam. like you would absolutely hate. <laughs> that album's going to come out, and you're going to listen to it once. It's like, what have I taught Sam, you wrong? Right. <laughs> have you not been listening to any? I say <laughs> it's a concept piece, so okay. we, we have to create art. But yeah, we have to talk about Imaginarium. <laughs> Obviously, you're on the show, and we have to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so you started that in 2018, 17? 17? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, well, almost two years. I know, almost two years. Um, and so, and most people know kind of what I think I've talked about it on the show before. Okay, because I'm cool like that. <laughs> cool like that. So. Um, we need to talk about like what you're currently doing with it. Yeah. So Imaginarium, I say that it is a fresh expression of a spiritual Mm -hmm. community, which, um, to clarify it's non-religious. Um, but if you are religious, there's a place for you there. We don't ask that anyone lets go of anything as much as maybe put a lowercase. If you feel like you're Christian, put that Mm -hmm. as a lowercase C and step into this place and understand our equality as humans. So we talk about um, we're a community centered on values instead of any belief system or doctrines. And our values are the belief in the inherent uh, worth um, and magic, we say, of all people and all living things, our inherent connection to each other. Um, and to the world around us, and then our inherent then responsibility to ourselves and to the world around us. And so we really push into what does it look like to imagine a better world 
and then live into that. Mm -hmm. Um, So what does it look like for you and I to really become our best, the best version of ourselves, to live into our capacity, and also in doing so that that could affect change in the world for the better? Mm -hmm. And uh, here's some questions I have. Have you ever, did you see anything else that looked anything like this? No. I was like, this is like, you take all the, it's like church a little bit, but take out like the religion. Yeah. And like... And you make your more values as, like, making sense values over, like, this is what a book from 2,000 years ago says. Yeah, I, you know, I had some good experiences growing up in the Mm -hmm. church, and I think the church has done a lot of things well, and I wanted to include those things in this new community, but also transcend what I saw not represented in those Mm -hmm. spaces. Um, So the idea of transcending and including. So yeah, there's some things that maybe feel like church. We Mm -hmm. gathered twice a month Mm -hmm. on Sunday afternoon right now at a cafe in town, Thistle Thistle Mm -hmm. Farms Cafe um, in their educational space. And we do some spiritual practices, which are again, to remind you about your worth connection and responsibility. Mm -hmm. But then I teach sometimes and we bring in guest speakers and we do Mm -hmm. music and there's a ton of conversation conversation really it's mm-hmm. really pushing into dialogue and helping others find their voice because another thing about the church setting is that it's always typically you're going in to hear from somebody else from the platform yeah um, and not adding your voice to the conversations mm-hmm. and that was a huge shift so anyways no I had not seen anything like this there's obviously been interfaith spaces and conversations yeah. before and we've done a little bit of that but this is more a, a humanist like mm-hmm. a focus on again being your best human and I think that's being extremely spiritual too mm-hmm. and it was really it's oh here's another fun topic off topic thing I just thought of so my friend Josh he was the one who told me to go to Grace Point uh-huh. so that's how we met great for the first time so yeah. Josh is like our missing link okay which if you ever I need Josh to get him. his name's Josh Casey he lives in he was like my college pastor okay. when I was in college and we're still like best buds. Oh fun. So he'll be he'll be a groomsman with Haven. Haven. Haven Great. Obviously. <laughs> On the bud side, it's funny, bro they, side. So they buy a bunch of stuff from Thistle Farms online. Uh-huh. And so I didn't know like they even knew what Thistle Farms was. And so like I was I went to see them one uh-huh. weekend and I was like in there I was in their bathroom like getting ready or something like that. And I look over and I'm like Thistle Farms and like at a moment I'm like that's a normal thing I usually see every day. Right. Typically and then they're just like wait a minute I'm in Indiana. Oh I love that. <laughs> I was like I was like, hey, you guys uh, go to, you guys like Thistle Farms? They're like, yeah. Like, I go there like two times a month. (laughs) That's great. like, no way. I love it. So that is cool. And so let's go back to Imaginarium. Let me get like my real serious talking (laughs) voice on. Prayer voice. That's what we Um, used to call it in the church. My NPR voice. So back to the show. (laughs) Um, What question did I have? And so in my point, I think it came at me at the right time. I love Imaginarium. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, this sounds awesome. I want to do this. And so my idea was like, I feel like I was, I've been going to church like my whole life. My parents yeah. are still go to church and I think they go to like a healthy one. Mm-hmm, they don't great. let women serve or anything, but that's, I mean, well, that's that. a whole other can of worms <laughs> yeah. to open up, but it's pretty healthy for the most part. Sure. I think my dad preached a sermon once huh. and someone complained to like the head pastor there. And then like, he's an elder at the church. And okay. so apparently they were all in like their elder meeting. They're like, they just started talking smack about this guy. Oh no. <laughs> So I'm like, I guess it's pretty healthy for, yeah, that sounds pretty healthy, at least leadership wise. From what I know, leadership is, can kill anything. Yes. Um, And so, and so like at my point in life, and I know I'm getting back on topic, my point in life was like, I think I'm done with church. Are you, were you that way too? 
Oh, when, yes. Yeah. For all those reasons I mentioned earlier, I just, I did not feel like what I saw represented in the larger institution Mm -hmm. of church and Christianity was what I saw represented in the values of the life of Jesus, you know, Mm -hmm. from what I know of it. And so because of that, I was sort of done with the institutional side of things and just wanted to get on to continuing to focus on loving people well and loving myself well, that's often mm-hmm. missed in churches and valuing people equally um, and understanding that, you know, something we focused on, thanks to Anna, who is my co-founder mm-hmm. of Imaginarium, like understanding the value and inherent worth of kids and that they're not yeah. the future of our world. They're equally parts of this world mm-hmm. now. And I love that you work with our kids oh, so yeah, much. Oh, yeah, hang out with kids, FYI. Yeah, I love that. Um, and so that's been a huge part of what we were trying to do here. But, yeah, I've, I've done. I haven't gone back. Um, I, I visited a church in town a handful of times because I've become good friends with the pastor, one of the mm-hmm. pastors. Um, but even when I go, I'm. it feels sentimental to me to be yeah. there. But it's not something that's necessarily feeding, nurturing my soul. Yeah. I'm going to preach at that church, like, though, actually, What am I supposed weeks. to say, Jesus? <laughs> oh, right, there it is. What am I doing? No, yeah, I'm going to go back and preach. I'm getting my Master's of Divinity, mm-hmm. which it all feels a little ironic because I'm in school for that. And most of the time when people go to get their Master's of Divinity, they're when they graduate, they're going into churches to pastor. Yeah. And I've sort of done everything backwards which is fine, but I'm learning a ton and I feel like I can go into those spaces and honor those spaces. And especially Mm -hmm. if they're healthy spaces, like you said. And, um, but I also am peacefully like, that's not for me right now. And let me try to create a different space for people that are like me that are like, I still want community. I still want to grow. I still want to be challenged and Mm -hmm. stretched and inspired, but I'm not finding that in the church. Mm -hmm. So, so, I mean, I feel yeah, definitely the same way. So, so what am I supposed to say, Jesus? <laughs> it's like all I think about when I go to church now. What am I supposed I to say, it. Jesus? I want to go back and watch Infinity War just for that part. Yeah, I've, I've watched it like so many times. Hutchie and I wanted to watch it the other day. I'm, here's, here's something, and I probably shouldn't tell you this because I feel like... I can't wait. You're like a, still like a pastor to me, even though you're not a pastor anymore. Sure. It's like, I, I would rather see Endgame than have sex. Like right now. <laughs> like at this moment. But like once the movie comes out, it's like things could change. It's a big deal. Oh, it's, it's... I mean, both are a big deal. But Endgame, we just saw Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it was great. I, I'm all in. I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. It feels very valuable and sacred. Mm-hmm. Endgame. It's, and it's, sex, but... Well, yeah, and, yeah, but I'd rather see Endgame. It's great. Than... Sex will be there later. Yeah, it's, it's like you can always have sex, right. but you can only... Because I saw, I, I saw Infinity War opening night with uh, Wes, you know. Oh, no, I didn't... Which Wes? Uh... Wakefield? Wakefield, yeah. Oh, that's fun. So, yeah, we saw it together because he had a spare ticket. I'm like, you know, I wanted to see... Because I, like, don't get... It's hard for me to schedule movies. Because so, so it's busy. like I have to do it on the weekend or right, right, I have right. to, like... I hear you. You know, and so yeah. it's like, I have it tonight. I'm like, you know, I'll just be tired tomorrow and I'm going right. to go see Infinity War. And so I saw it and then, like, the snap happened. Uh, and I'm just like... I'm, like, sitting there. I'm like, uh... All right. And, and, like, no, it, like, cl- like... And then, like, credits. And I'm like... Okay. <laughs> I, like, Did literally... you say for the end of the movie when they do that extra scene about Captain Marvel? Oh, I Marvel? always do. Okay, I didn't know. I felt mm-hmm. like an idiot. I didn't know. Oh, Someone no, told it's... me about it later, and I was so frustrated that She's I didn't She's really stay. not that popular of a character, funny enough. In the actual comic books? Yeah. I mean, she's super powerful. Well, honestly, and she's about think, to change it all. In I mean, Endgame. Brie Larson. I've, I've been in love with Brie Larson since Scott Pilgrim vs. the World came out in 2010. I haven't seen that. 
that is probably like one of my sta- favorite standalone movies. Oh, really? It's it's so good. It's like because it's funny. It has romance. Uh, is it fighting. like a Napoleon? Oh no, I was gonna say Napoleon Dynamite. Definitely not. <laughs> that's that's me and Haven need to watch right, that. Right, right, Still, yeah, have to watch that. Yes, definitely. But uh, no, it has. It's like something for everyone in okay. the movie. It's always like if you want romance, you want like a little bit of horror. If you right. want, I love horror. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, you yeah you do. I and do. I'm like, you can't. You don't like it. It's it's kind of like I like the jump scares, but I just laugh. Oh, <laughs> I'm one of those people. Right. Like I don't have a problem with it. It's just like I don't I don't think I get it like I should. It's fine. <laughs> if that makes sense, it's like I feel like you know. Do you people, not get scared? No, I don't get scared. Okay. I well, the only movie I actually got scared was Signs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was actually a little kid when I watched it. Sure. My babysitter. It's fair. It's fair. That's like torture. <laughs> I, had a cool ba- I had a cool babysitter. We watched South Park and Signs. Oh, my gosh. So that's, that's probably what messed me up. That and my mom watched Robin Hood Men Tights in <laughs> theaters when she was having contractions. <laughs> With you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Like, I that's like the story. story. Um, but, Captain yeah. Marvel. So she's not as big of a deal, but... Yeah, she's not that popular, but um, they're going to make her one probably. Yeah. I mean, like, it's a female lead. I'm like, they should have had, like, a female solo film, like, a lot earlier. Right. Like, they could have, because after they did the Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm -hmm. they realized that they could just do whatever they wanted. Right. And people are going to like it. So, like, should have done it a lot sooner. Yeah, I agree. They waited way too long. I agree. But, uh, but yeah, Endgame. Endgame. So Endgame over sex. But, yeah, they just dropped, like, the TV spots with new footage, and I'm like... Oh, they did? Yeah, watching it like a hawk, and oh, it's actually Steve and Tony back together. Oh. I was I so mad, like, watching it video where I'm like, oh, we're finally going to see Steve and Tony back together, and then they never... Nope. Yeah. Um, are you also a Game of Thrones person? No. So my, my goal is to... I'm holding off for a while until the last so I get some goals done like it's 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 a weird thing I don't want to like start it until because TV takes a lot of time it it does and so I need I have to focus on other things (laughs) support you but um like no I don't like anyone's like I don't think it's a terrible show at all I oh it's not I'll tell you that it's amazing but Mm -hmm. yes it takes up a lot of time but like then people like everyone's watching it so they spoil it on Facebook so I'm like you can't like, I don't know much of the show, show but, like, that, you know, there's the blonde-haired guy, and he's annoying, and he dies, and it's, like, the best part of the whole series. Yes. And then... True. Like, at first, there's a lot of incest, and then you actually start liking the incest yeah. over time. <laughs> this is someone who hasn't watched the show, and, like, this is my take on it. This like, Jon Snow and... Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Daenerys, I think. Daenerys. Daenerys. Daenerys Targaryen. So, yeah. And then Jon Snow dies, and then he comes back to life. You know a lot. I know, and I've never watched the show, just because everyone talks about it, and I have, it's like, no it's clue. it's so damn good. It, yeah, it has to be good. I mean, I can't. I don't deny anything. Thank you. Okay, it's, it's one of those things, that, like, you know, it's like, if you're not into a band... But you still think they're like a talented group, right? And that don't deserve any hate. It's like, yeah, I don't listen to them, but no, I they're respect not bad. them. <laughs> but like, you know, it's like me and Twenty One Pilots. Like, I think they're a good group, but like, I don't listen to them at all. Right, fair. So, anyway, so I usually ask a drunk story, but I feel like with our episode, I don't want to ask a drunk story. Okay. Um, I want you to guess my enneagram number. Oh. Because you actually were the one who told me to take the test. A year before Enneagram was actually cool. You're not supposed to type other people, Sam. You're not (laughs) supposed to. So this is going against the the master. No, I'm not the master. No. Um. Okay. Can I have two guesses? Sure. 
Seven? No. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um... Four. Yep, you got Yay! it. <laughs> Two times okay. a charm. How'd you guess four? I want to like go from here. No, I, I <laughs> no. This you're not supposed to do this. So quote like you know when you have like an actual doctor trying to diagnose someone on TV mm-hmm. like so I'm not we're actual doctors this is not to condone my practice <laughs> so yes we're gonna get that out of the way this is not condone imaginarium uh, type <laughs> typecast type typing anybody no um I think so the four is individualist yeah and I think that about yeah, you that's pretty much it, yeah. often I think mm-hmm. you come into a space and you're gonna be yourself but you also do. Um, loud things such as your lovely jacket that you have on right now very loud and (laughs) but i mean it's because you know who you are but you're also Mm -hmm. unashamed to see it but you also want people to see it yeah like there's a plan that's a that's a four so maybe not you but fours Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. they want to feel special they want to feel like the unicorn and they do Mm -hmm. sometimes they also want other people to see that Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah good guess okay great i mean you had like a so you had like two out of five is that right? No. Nine. So there's nine. There's oh, there's only nine. I yeah. always think there's ten. No. I should just create my own and call it like the ten. <laughs> I'm a ten. I think I might just start telling people that. You know, like those people who are like really snobby about the right, Enneagram. Right. Would you yes. be like, I'm a ten. Yeah. It's like that's not a real number. Shut yeah, up. it is. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> create my own. But uh, yeah, I had a friend because you know Ian Cron. Yes. So I had a friend who friend Josh. He emailed him once and he told me he never responded back. Oh, and they're big fans of you too, Josh and his wife Michaela. Oh. So funny, they're super big fans of you because we we're hanging out once, and they're like, "You know Melissa?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, doesn't everyone? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just like, "Oh, I love her. She was on this one podcast, oh. and then now you're on this trashy now, podcast." No, I was like, "Now I'm on the Real Deal podcast." <laughs> no, this finally. is like fiftieth episode. You're on the fiftieth. Big deal. You're the big deal for my show, but like not in like your podcast. No, you're on bigger podcast than this one. Oh, this is the biggest. No, the I think the Ian Cron one's bigger than this one. No, I, I know you've been on that one. <laughs> You're just like, I know it is. <laughs> I love it. But anyways, so yeah, we typically do that. Do you have anything else you want to say on the show? Um, no, thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, we're reaching our hour mark. But yeah, go to Imaginarium. It's coming out f- April 10th. What? Oh, this the next- episode. Oh, great. So great. Our, all Imaginarium gatherings, just follow the Facebook page. Yeah, there's a Facebook page. We are Imaginarium. Our website is imaginarium.life. Um, we have Twitter and Instagram, Imaginarium Community. Yeah, if you're in Nashville, we'd love for you to come out. We actually, mm-hmm. the one, the next gathering after this comes out then would be the Easter Day gathering, which is going to be 1 p.m. that afternoon. Oh, cool. The 21st. Wake up so that's a, yeah, I know, no wake up <laughs> early, and then you can still go have Easter dinner somewhere. But that's going to be a fun day just because, again, Transcend and Include, I'll probably, we don't typically speak directly about the life of Jesus, but mm-hmm. I'm happy to honor the life of Jesus that day and sort of figure out what that could speak to us now presently. Mm-hmm. But we also have special music, and we always do our spiritual practices. Mm-hmm. But every other, the next series we're going into with Imaginarium is all about sex. Oh, I know. This is like the perfect timing. It's going to be fun, <laughs> especially since you'll have already seen in, uh, the Endgame. End <laughs> At that point, I've already seen it, so it's going to be good. It's like, all we right, everyone, Endgame came out. I am now, back on the market. I'm ready. <laughs> Just like holding it. I've been seeing so many, like trying to think about so many plot lines for that movie. Oh, I've been having dreams too. You have? Yeah, you're like so of how excited. the movie goes, but I'll like doze out. Cause you know, in dreams, you're like not. Yeah. 
yeah. And so I'm just like, dang it, I, for, I fell asleep I in the movie. <laughs> like, one like, of them, it was Rocket and Emperor Palpatine from the beginning Star Wars uh-huh. movies. Oh, <laughs> we're my like, gosh. race, like, on ships together and, like, together. it was weird. And I was like, I love and it. And I was just like, is this really happening? And I'm like, well, I guess Disney owns both. Uh, so. It could. It could cross over <laughs> like, right this there. This could happen. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, it's just a dream. It's funny. But I still haven't seen Endgame, so it's like... Great, not yet. So It'll anyways, happen soon. So Endgame comes out April 26th. <laughs> oh, right after. Game of Thrones is the 14th. I know. I need to just get all this I'm just going to learn here. what happens in the yeah. show. Yeah, sorry. But then you'll have to watch it because it's really mm-hmm. good. Anyways. Thank all right. you. All right, no problem, everyone. Check out more shwaymedia.com and samshwagamusic.com and stay awesome. Casting.